Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today I want to speak into the nature of our opposition. We know that as followers of Jesus, we are in a spiritual battle. It is not against flesh and blood, but it is against spiritual forces. We have an enemy. We are in a battle. And so today I want to unmask some of the strategies that our enemy often uses, either to distract us from our calling or derail us from our purpose. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who tune in week in and week out, welcome back. Thank you again for listening in. As far as possible, we release this every Tuesday. And the point is simply for us over a cup of coffee or tea or while you're at gym or in the car getting to work or dropping your kids off, let's spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So if you have not yet done so, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on and let's get going. So as I mentioned today, I want to speak into the nature of our enemy's attacks. Let's unpack it. Let's unmask it so that we are more aware of his tactics. To do this, I want to look at Nehemiah, who famously goes to Jerusalem under the order of a king, but faces incredible opposition. And so the parallel here is I want us to understand that Nehemiah had a mandate from the king. Uh, He was sent with the king's provision and the king's authority, and yet he still faced opposition. Just because you are Christian, just because you have submitted yourself to the king, doesn't mean the enemy is going to lie down and leave you alone. And so we pick it up in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, what are they building? Even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. The thing I want us to understand again is these things come at us even when we are operating in the king. Even if you're, whether you're in full-time ministry, whether you sense a calling of God on your life, whether you are in ministry in the business gateway, education, it doesn't matter because our enemy wants to oppose what our king is for. Just because the king says go for it, that doesn't mean our enemy just lies down. If you've ever heard anyone tell you that you can come to Jesus, everything will be fine from that point on. Let me tell you, they weren't telling you the whole story. When you come and give your life to Jesus, you are stepping into one of the greatest adventures the world has ever seen. But you are also stepping in to opposition from the enemy. But it's all for a great purpose. Now, in this account, the opposition is clearly identifiable. It was another human being who had been opposed to them from the beginning. Sanballat, we know the enemy here has a name and we can see everything. But in our lives, sometimes the opposition doesn't come from such clearly defined sources. Sometimes the opposition comes from people like Sanballat, but sometimes it comes from people who love us. They have good intentions, but don't get what we are trying to do. Sometimes the opposition may come from people who were with us in the beginning, but for some reason they now aren't on the same page. Perhaps the opposition isn't another person at all, but it's what's going on in your own head and in your own heart, and you tend to be your own worst enemy. Perhaps the opposition isn't even a person or yourself, but it's a circumstance, life in general. However opposition may be dressed up, when we try and take ground, I believe the passage we just read shows us some of the ways opposition will come against us. 
So here are the five ways that our opposition is comes against us from this passage. Number one, we read about, he says, what are those feeble Jews doing? Attack number one is against your identity. The first comment is an attack on the Jewish people's identity. They're feeble Jews. That's not a great identity to have. That's not a great reputation to have. He wants them to doubt themselves by believing a lie about themselves. When you're taking ground, often the opposition will come along and make you try to believe a lie about yourself. Because if you can believe a lie about yourself, you're not going to pursue the destiny that's attached to your identity. If we lose faith in what we are and who we are, we lose faith in what we are doing. It's difficult to be the spouse God is calling you to be, to take ground in your marriage if you doubt yourself. If it's difficult to step into your gateway with courage and authority with God, that God has given you to bring his kingdom come when you doubt your identity. And so attack number one is identity. Attack number two, will they restore their wall? That's what they see says. Will they restore their wall? Second attack is ability. Okay. So if the enemy can't get to your identity, he will attack your faith in your ability. Sanballat says, will they even restore this wall? In other words, can they do it? Can they do it? You might ha- hear this. Can that you you can't even get out of debt? You your your last business failed. I don't know if you can make this marriage work. I don't know if you can raise these kids. I don't know if you can. And there's an attack on your ability. I don't know if you can restore the wall. Let me tell you, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He had not studied wall building at the university of wherever, right? He didn't have the ability, but he had authority from his king. If God has called you to take ground, don't worry about the ability you may lack because you have authority to move. Okay, and this is what was trying to happen when they attack your ability. They're trying to take your eyes off of the authority that you have. Okay, never doubt, never allow the enemy to give you doubt about your ability when God has already declared that you have authority. So number one, identity. Number two, ability. Number three, they say this. Will they offer sacrifices? This one seems a bit random. Sacrifices have nothing to do with the wall, but what was under attack here was their devotion and their motivation. They wanted to rebuild the wall so that Jerusalem could be a place of worship again, right? So uh, this is such an important idea that often worship happens best in a place of safety and security. And so before they offer sacrifices, they rebuild a wall so that sacrifices can happen somewhere. They wanted Jerusalem to be a place where people could come and sacrifice. And here what Sanballat is saying is, even if you build your wall, will you even go back to God? Will you even sacrifice? Will you even worship? And this is, this, is, this is hurtful for Israel because the reason they were in exile in the first place was because they lost their devotion. When you are called by God to take ground, to rebuild your Jerusalem, you are doing it because he's called you to it. Your motivation is his call. And opposition will make you doubt your own obedience even when you know you've heard the call of God. And so what they do is they attack their devotion. Are you really a worshiper? Do you really love God? Isn't this just for you? Aren't you just trying to do this so that you have something cool? Aren't you just trying to get that job so you have a, a, a promotion? Aren't you just working hard so that people will see you? And so what they do is they attack your devotion. When in actual fact, you know that you are working the way you work so God gets glory. You know the marriage you're building is so that you are leaving a legacy. You know the children you are raising is so that another generation can worship God. And so the enemy will come. If he can't get at your identity or your ability, he gets to your devotion. 
And if you can't get any of those three, then they say things like this. Will they finish in a day? Again, this seems like an absurd question. They weren't trying to finish in a day. Of course they won't. They're rebuilding the entire wall around Jerusalem. However, Sanballat was calling into question their strategy. He was questioning the how. He wanted them to rethink their entire strategy and make them feel like they were going about it all wrong. It is debilitating to want to do something great but not know the right way to go about it. If you've ever been in that place, you know. You want to do something amazing. You know the what, but you don't know the how. You don't know how you're going to do it. And if your how comes into question, if you feel like you don't have the requisite strategy, if you feel like you don't have the right way to go about something, often we can never start. And so what he's doing is right up front he attacks their strategy because attacking their strategy can derail their purpose. So we've got identity, ability, devotion, and strategy. And the last thing, he says this, can they bring these stones back to life? Of course not. They weren't even trying. They can't make stones live. But what Sanballat was doing is he's making an extreme statement here to make the Jewish people believe that what was in front of their wounds is an impossible task. He was basically saying rebuilding your walls is as impossible as making stones live. Your opposition may come along and make you believe that what you are trying is just plain impossible. So don't even try. I don't know about you, but I serve a God who specializes in the impossible. And so when he calls me to something, I want it to seem impossible because then I know it's from him. So let's close this off a little bit. It says, the opposition in whatever form, perhaps uh, a person, perhaps your own thinking, perhaps a situation will attack these things. Your identity, your ability, your devotion, your strategy, and your, your perception of the impossible. But remember, your king is for you. He wants you to retake whatever your Jerusalem is. He is the one who said go. Now is the time for you to take ground. I want us to understand something profound in this passage. Nehemiah means Yahweh comforts. And Sanballat means sin gives life. The very identity of Nehemiah was attached to Yahweh. The very identity of the opposition was a lie that says sin gives life. And so when we operate according to, the, to, to God, we're operating according to our divine identity. But when we give in to the schemes of the enemy, we're believing a lie. To end off, I want to read to you Nehemiah's response to the strategy. So Sanballat comes against Nehemiah, and this is how Nehemiah responds. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. He does two things. He prays and he works harder. He prays and he goes again. In other words, he heard what they said. He looked up and got down to work at hand. The opposition didn't disappear. Nehemiah just made a decision that if God had called him to the work, then God would carry him through the work. Opposition will come. Of course it will. Taking ground is not easy, but it is worth it. And you have the backing and the favor of your king. You have all of heaven on your side as you retake Jerusalem. The, today, can I encourage you, don't let attacks stop you or make you doubt yourself or derail you. Don't make them doubt what you can do, what God has called you to do. If God has called you to this thing, he will empower it. And so your response 
to all of these attacks, whether it's an attack on identity, ability, your devotion, your strategy, or your perception. Pray, give it over to God, trust God with the opposition, and go again. Work again. Keep going. Can I encourage you today? Keep going at that marriage. Keep going at that idea. Keep going at that business. Keep going with your kids. Keep going with your devotional life. Keep going. No matter what the attack says, you have favor. You have the authority of the king. Keep going. I hope this has encouraged you. And for those of you who are facing opposition this week, I pray that you would step into it like never before and and see victory like never before. Keep going. God bless you. Have an amazing week, and we will see you same time, same place next week.